Hello and welcome back for episode 23 of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azemi. And in this episode, I talked to a good friend of mine who I actually uh, met over Instagram, Dr. Kevin Lasseter, who is a military dentist and has been uh, you know, stationed and working over in Europe for the past few years. Uh, so this episode is a peer-to-peer episode, which I did, uh, you know, to start off the podcast series uh, a while back. Uh, so it's just, you know, talking to another general dentist and going over our day-to-day practice, uh, what kind of things we enjoy doing and don't like doing. Uh, so I do hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, the Newbie Dentist podcast is now available on Spotify, which is pretty sweet because it makes it much more accessible to a lot of people who aren't, uh, you know, so familiar with how to download podcasts. So, uh, so if you do have Spotify on your phone, just search Newbie Dentist. Uh, you can follow it there and download all the episodes and all the previous episodes as well. Um, I've been over in Australia. It's been a bit of a tough period for me. I've been waiting for my dental license to come in. And uh, so I haven't actually worked for you know about uh, two, a month and a half now, uh, which is difficult because I was working pretty much every day before. So it's been a big change. But finally, my license did come in a couple of days ago. So I should hopefully begin to start working in the next week or two and get back in, into the grind, so to speak. Um, I do miss it a lot, so I'm excited to get back, get going, start producing, uh, you know, doing dentistry and producing some content again on the Instagram page as well. Uh, so thank you everyone for who's been reaching out and staying in touch. Uh, if you do support the podcast, please uh, message me. I do love to hear from you guys. So without further ado, I'll jump in and we'll enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omer Zami. So, uh, Kevin, I want you to give me a little bit about, uh, tell me a little bit about your background, sort of where you went to dental school, uh, why you decided to pursue dentistry in the first place, and uh, we'll sort of uh, jump off from there and then talk about like what you've been up to recently, which seems pretty cool from our conversation. Sure. Um, so, I, I went to dental school in Arizona at uh, Midwestern University. I was the second class there, so there's like a, a lot of new stuff that yeah. they were still like experimenting on with us, but... Um, over, overall, like it, it's, it, it prepared me pretty well for, for everything that I do. Their big focus was on like putting out like really good general dentists. Um, and so they, uh, they didn't have any like training programs or anything that at the time, at least that they, um, that they offered. I graduated in 2013. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a couple of years. Um, but so yeah, uh, it was, it was a good school. I, I learned a ton, um, really enjoyed it. Um, really like diverse opportunities. It was nice that they didn't have like a, um, you know, specific training programs. Cause like we, the dental students got to do like pretty yeah, much everything, that's awesome, yeah. everything that we were okay with. And, you know, obviously they have all the, like the specialists at the school. So you can still work with, you know, surgery or perio or pros or something. And, um, so overall is, is pretty good experience. Um, and then after I graduated, um, I uh, started active duty in the army. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So the, the way that worked is, um, so I was on a health profession scholarship program. So what that means is, uh, they'll pay for dental school. They'll pay for, um, all the tuition, all the books, um, all the fees associated with it. They give you like a small stipend, um, to, to live on during school and then, uh, just do your thing, you know, get good yeah. grades, like pass your classes, <laughs> yeah. uh, graduate on time. 
um, that whole stuff. And then they'll, um, as soon as you finish, they, they put you straight into to active duty in the army. So you go in as an officer and, um, you know, your job is to, to be a dentist and take care of troops and stuff. So it's just pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Sweet. And how long do you have to like, um, like with the contract of that, like how long is the commitment after you finish school to like stick with the military? Sure. So, so my specific commitment, I signed up before I got into school. Yeah. Um, and my contract was four years. So I signed a four year contract. They paid for four years of dental school. And then I would owe four years, um, of service after I graduated. From That's an awesome school. deal. You take that all day. I think. <laughs> yeah. So like, so, so I still have classmates that are like, yeah. you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Um, and you know, granted they, they can do technically whatever they want, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's, for me, it was like a no brainer. Like I, you know, I was, I was, uh, lucky enough to, to get a, a scholarship to undergrad as well. So, um, I, I didn't have to take out loans and I was just like, you know, if I can get through my education without having to pay for stuff, like I'm generally all about it. So, yeah. Yeah. so You're pretty far ahead of the game this way. <laughs> <laughs> so initially I was like, Hey man, like if, if I don't have to pay for dental school, like yeah. at the time, like my, I think my classmates, it was like around $400,000. Yeah. It's crazy. And I was just like, yeah. you know, if I don't have to, to pay that over my lifetime, then like that's, you know, I would like that. And then I was looking at the benefits and everything. And yeah. for my, for my situation, it was just like a no brainer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. Plus you're in a pretty cool place right now. So, um, uh, I'm just in Germany. Yeah. In Germany. Yeah. So, so how long, like, have you been posted there for now? So I've, I've been here, uh, like almost four years, like three and a half years right now. Okay. So the whole time, like you've been there pretty much. Uh, no. So I, so I graduated in 2013. Yeah. Um, I, uh, went to an AEGD program. Oh yeah. Um, so the, the army has like six, um, 12 month programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to, uh, an AGD in South Carolina. Um, and that was a year. Um, and then once I finished that, then I, um, got orders to come to Germany as a, okay. as a German dentist. So, so yeah, so I've been here for ever since then. Okay. Have you learned any German or, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so everyone shows up like, yeah, I'm going to learn the language. I'm going to, it looks know, so hard, man. That the words so are so German. long. I'm like, cause the alphabet's like kind of similar, but you're like, man, like it's like 20 alphabet, like letters just like jumbled together. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when, when they have like a, a way of describing something, they just add all the words to make one big word. Yeah. <laughs> so you just sit there for like minutes trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah. Have you got into a uh, Bundesliga at all? Do you watch my soccer? Or? Yeah, actually. So I went to, I went to a couple games. Um, we went to an FC Nuremberg game okay. um, like two or three years ago, but they yeah. just got in, right, relegated into like the second league. So yeah. that was, it was like cool. Tickets were cheap. Yeah. Um, I got to go to a Champions League game with oh, no way. Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena. So that That's was like great. really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, is you know, I, I didn't realize how expensive Champions League tickets were until like after. So I probably won't ever do it again. But, yeah. it was, but it's like a big deal, though. It's like pretty. It's like a, one of those was, bucket list kind of things. Like, it was like one of the most amazing things. And they ended up, they played like Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, Donetsk yeah, like Turkish how, team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, it was just like a slaughter. It's like seven zero or something. Yeah. Like it was super cool. Yeah, the, uh, the European like uh, like atmosphere like is like it's not matched in like North America. Like the fans here no, like. No like uh go rappers go it's like they're like they have songs and like it's like it's legit like it's like yeah and uh dude the stadium was like so packed it was amazing yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome <laughs> one of one of like the goals i kind of had was trying to go to like a, a game in every uh major country that we went to yeah so we got to see uh we got to see barcelona play oh in, no way in barcelona. Like, we went one time and like yeah. that was really cool um 
that was, uh, was back when they had like Messi, Neymar, and uh, yeah, Suarez, Suarez like, yeah. um, and then we went to Manchester like in the fall, but they yeah. weren't. It was like at the weekend they weren't playing any games. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. So it's like we were trying to go to Old Trafford or something, and yeah, just no, it it's didn't uh, work out. But. I think uh, is it Dortmund that has that American player like Perisic or something, like the young American guy. <sighs> To be honest, I am not sure. I so I didn't. I stopped following soccer pretty much. Well, football, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, started, I stopped following it when I graduated dental school. Actually. Oh so really? Coming, coming out here, like I like I played FIFA in dental school and stuff. Yeah. I was like really into it, and then yeah. when I came out here, I was just like, you know. Now you're worried about Molarendo and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> just try, trying to do my job right. And, yeah. Awesome, man. So um, when did you like decide you wanted to do dentistry? Was that like during undergrad or like before? Even like you started undergrad, you kind of had a rough idea of like that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, so um, like it popped into my head when I was like 13 or 14. It just mm-hmm. popped into my head one day like, oh, I should be a dentist. And I just like didn't know why. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like didn't think anything about it. But I was like, you know, that sounds cool. Like. I could probably do it. Didn't still didn't have like any idea what it was about. Yeah. But I was like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, and I was, you know, science and math were like my strong subjects, mm-hmm. uh, horrible, like business classes and, yeah. um, you know, economics classes and stuff. So I was talking to my parents about it and, uh, my mom had a dentist who was, uh, one of her friends from college. So she yeah. emailed him, asked him like, Hey, you know, my son, Kevin's trying to be a dentist. Um, do you have any, you know, like uh, ideas for him or any, any recommendations or suggestions. And, and he said, uh, Hey, I'm going on a mission trip this summer for like medical and dental, uh, dental stuff with a college that, that he was associated with. And he's like, just have him come along with us and he can, you know, kind of get exposed to it stuff. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, that sounds fun. I, I liked going on mission trips anyways. And so we went to Guatemala and, um, got to help out and like, you know, let me take my own tooth out, which was like, you know, he got everything like super loose. And I just went over there and like, <laughs> it it up. And I was like, I was like, Oh man, this is a rush. Like, this is so crazy. Did you and, get it up uh, on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, actually, I still have a, I still have a picture of it. Someone yeah. had a disposable camera and oh, snapped nice. the picture. Like as I like had a force of taking it out and nice. that was like my first real exp- exposure to it. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do this the rest of my life. So yeah. I was like, you know, like I said, I was like 14 ish when I, when I decided and I kind of just, you know, hunkered down and I was like, this is what I want. So, you know, every, all the, all the decisions I made growing up were like geared towards that. So I was, I was like the nerd that like stayed in and studied versus like going out and, you know, partying and stuff. And I was just, that was my thing. I was like, if there's something I want to do, then I'm just going to, you know, do anything I can to, to get it. So that's pretty cool, man. Uh, So another thing that I've uh, asked a lot of people on the show, um, because uh, I know like a lot of new guys are like uh, debating it back and forth and it's like uh, pros and cons of like doing like an AAGD for example um, now I know maybe like you had to do it based on like you know your agreement with um, like your scholarship and stuff with the military <laughs> but like what was your experience doing the AAGD in terms of like did it provide like enough clinical value like experience for you that you got to like try it out like many things and also like what do you think of like the difference between like a GPR and an AAGD like is there any like much difference like because I know a lot of GPRs are more like surgical heavy, like you're working in a hospital, maybe like medically mm-hmm. compromised patients and all that. Yeah. Uh, whereas AGD might be like, you know, doing some bigger like dental cases. Um, so like, what was your experience in that year in terms of like clinically, like you get like a lot of stuff that you didn't know in dental school and like how confident were you clinically when you grad, like finished that one year? 
Sure. Um, so, so every, so I'll start by saying that like all the, the AGD program to the army are, are a little bit different just because the, the bases that they're at are different as well. So yeah. the, the place that I was at was a, um, basic, well not basic training, but like sort of a basic training, um, like, or more advanced initial training. Um, and so what that means is there's like a lot of like 18, 19, 20 year old kids that like just finished basic and then they show up here and they're like here for a couple months just learning how to do their job in the army. Yeah. And so what that meant for us is that there's like an endless supply of third molar cases. Oh yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like quite literally an endless supply. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of kids who like uh, just never went to a dentist growing up. And so yeah. that's their first, their first time ever getting a dental exam. And so there's, you know, ton of stuff to do. Awesome. Um, and then also like the drill sergeants who we would take care of as well. You know, obviously they, they've been in for a long time. Yeah. And so we, we had our own, like there's a big hospital on base too. So we had like a ton of uh, more experienced, like uh, patient pool to work with as far as that goes. So, so that's, that was my experience. Um, so it was like really surgery heavy uh, as far as like, you know, extractions go. Yeah. Um, Whereas like other places have, have, uh, you know, more stuff or more endo stuff. Yeah. Um, but my personal experience was absolutely amazing. Like yeah. I, I tell everybody as often as I can, like it was the best, the best year I've ever spent in education in my life. Yeah. Um, and if I could like do it again, I would do it a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> okay. And that's just me. Like yeah. other people were like, you know, they hated it. They're like, I can't wait to finish this so I can like do my own thing. And, yeah. Um, I, I got out of school feeling like um I, I knew a lot about parts of dentistry but i didn't know how everything fit together that's um, good yeah. and and what that like what my program specifically did for me was like like connected all the parts in my brain that i like had studied for tests for and that i you know <laughs> would like technically know how to do yeah. and it like brought everything together and um so it was like for me is the best thing I've, I've ever done um as far as confidence like coming out of the program like i was you know still still relatively young um so i was a little hesitant and nervous about stuff but but i found myself capable of doing um within reason almost anything that that would come in the door or anything that was in my chair yeah. um what it also taught me was like stuff like obviously this is something that i would not be able to handle so it gave me an idea of like what i could personally take care of and what like i should your comfort stay. zone yeah yeah absolutely so or, or what i should be referring out yeah um what about, so as far uh, as like, yeah. sorry, uh, did you guys, um, get like IV sedation, like in that one year, like, did you get to do that or, or? um, so generally, uh, generally speaking in the army general dentists don't do IV sedation, okay. um, unless you're like specially trained and you've yeah. taken courses and stuff, um, a fair amount, um, can do oral sedation, um, mm-hmm. if you've had proper training and experience with it. Yeah. Um, so at my program, I didn't have the opportunity for that. Whereas like someone who did another AGD, you know, at a different place, um, did oral sedation. And so they're, they would be able to do that. Excuse me. Uh, like anywhere else that they would go. Yeah. Um, so I, I personally didn't have, have that experience. We did tons of nitrous with our surgery cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like uh, sedation type stuff, that's, that was as far as my experience went. Yeah. So, so, cause I, the reason I asked like mostly is, um, Cause I've been like trying to do like a bit more third mole. Like I didn't do a GPR or anything. So like out of school, I've been working and um, I've been trying to do like a bit more like third molar cases and stuff. And uh, like I took a course recently and check like, a little bit more comfortable. But the problem I have is like a lot of people are like nervous or like anxious mm-hmm. about doing it just with local. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like looking now, like I did my uh, like oral sedation course um, mm-hmm. a few months back. Uh, so that's been pretty good. I've done a few cases where like 
you mix like a triazolam with like nitrous or something like that just to sure. get them pretty good. But yeah, like the IV thing looks pretty cool. And some of that, like I'm maybe looking to like invest into for like the future, but it's pretty like in Canada, like to do the course is like almost like 20 grand. So it's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah super. Uh, <laughs> so like, I don't know, like should I learn how to do like do implants or like do I want to do like IV sedation or like, cause it's like stuff is pretty expensive. So yeah, a, a decent amount of the specialists will do um, sedation type yeah. type cases. Or obviously, the oral surgeons do do ton of IV sedation. Yeah, um, I believe I think periodontists can do IV sedation as well. They get trained in the program, and then I think uh, I think endo and maybe pros can do some oral type sedations unless they've had particular experience otherwise. Yeah, yeah that's um, pretty cool. And yeah. um, do you have any plans to like specialize once uh, you finished up with your commitment mm-hmm. or? Yeah. So actually I got a, I got into pros like two months ago. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. So, so I, I, uh, I finally decided I wanted to do something. It took me forever to decide. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I didn't want to like commit to something and then, um, regret it. Uh, yeah. and generally like if you start a program and then drop out, it's, it's not looked very, it's yeah. not looked upon very highly, especially because like there's one program in the army and if you drop out of it, then it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, everyone, if you it's try to do something else, else they, are, they already know who you are and like, Oh, yeah. you're good. So, so I, I, I waited a long time. I started, I started like day one in my residency at the EDD. I was like, dude, I'm going to be a world surgeon. Like yeah. for sure. Like I know it don't, you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. And um, during the orientation, we, we all sat down with the surgeons and they, like they both walked in and they both looked like they'd been awake for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> like zombies. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I value like my quality of life like yeah. too much to like be that dedicated to, to everything. And so, so quickly I was just like, all right, well now I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how long is this process? Like two years or three years? Process three years. Yeah. Three years. Okay. Yeah. That's so a tough I, residency too. It's like a lot of, a lot of yeah. lab work, like, but it'll be good once you get yeah. through it. Yeah. I just said quality of life and then I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> wanting to do a process residency. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. You started that next year then. Yeah. So, uh, army is a little different, uh, like military in general. So yeah. you apply like a year and a half in advance okay. and then, um, cause it has to, it's based on like when you actually are eligible to move. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll move this summer back to where the program is. Um, but the program starts before I am eligible to move. So, okay. so it starts like July one and I don't move till August. So I move and then I, get settled just like you know yeah play around as a general dentist for a couple months and then uh and then i'll start in 2019 nice so yeah. uh let's talk because i'm like dentistry for a bit like what are you uh so you've been working so 2013 you graduate so you've been working for like almost five years now um mm-hmm. so what like what do you like enjoy obviously like prostate like because you're specializing in that but like in terms of like, your day-to-day like clinical practice um uh, what have you been enjoying doing what have you like not enjoyed as much like clinically like what procedures sure. Um, so I started like out of the programs, like I said, we, we had a really good surgery experience. We yeah. had like, like two full-time surgeons. We got like OR experience. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly just like regular clinical, um, like third molar stuff. So, so when I graduated and, and came out here, like I was mostly doing, um, like impacted thirds for like probably 50% of my, um, my day. And then other than that, it was like just trying to take care of like really emergent type stuff, like people with like infections or abscesses or like huge cavities or a mouthful of cavities or, yeah. you know, who knows what she's like, whatever comes in the doors is what, what I was doing um, or referring, I guess. But yeah, so I started out doing tons of surgery. Um, and then the, the more we got working, um, you know, the surgery needs kind of died down. So now I was just doing more like restorative stuff. Um, 
lot, lots of amalgam to start with. Yeah. Um, and, and there's still like a lot of amalgam that, that gets done. Um, but I've switched more to like just composite restorative dentistry now, mostly cause I'm better at it and I'm more confident yeah. that it's going to yeah. last longer than I don't think I could do an amalgam right now. If someone like sat me down and like, can you just do like a MOD amalgam? I, like, I think I'd struggle to like, I've done it like <laughs> once in dental school. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, the, the fun thing was like, uh, like the amalgam is still like very important for, yeah. for the stuff that we do just cause if like, like if people are getting deployed and like, uh, yeah. they need, they need something like today and it needs to last, you know, a ton of time. And, and if they're like really high carries risk or if they have horrible hygiene, um, yeah. you know, at, sometimes you're doing a disservice by trying to place composite in certain places. It's, yeah. it's not going to last. They're not going to take care of it. It's going to fail catastrophically. Yeah. And, uh, amalgam is like proven to last, you know, at, at least to work the best in certain cases. I'm not saying yeah. it's for everything, obviously, but, but cool. so, so there's like a ton of experience of like, just fire hose of like you have, you know, two walls that need to be uh, convergent and you need to place an amalgam on like number 15 and there's like, you know, half the tooth like below the soft tissue and it's like, yeah. you have to figure it out. And yeah. so there's, it, it was like almost a game to me to like try to get like really hard cases or try to try to challenge myself, like restoratively to like how I could accomplish certain things when, when it's like, you know, really difficult. Um, <laughs> so uh in terms of like uh like ce and stuff for the past few years since you're over there like are you like does the military provide that if like travel for it or do you like you just use like whatever local stuff is in germany available or like how are you getting your ce yeah so um so the army provides continuing education um that satisfies the like the army requirement annually which i think is i think it's like 30 30 hours annually um and then that most mo like all of that is it it works with the state as well. So I have to have a dental license in a particular state in order to be yeah. uh, like able to work. Um, so I, I, I have my license in Idaho. I've never, never worked there. <laughs> Been there once, but yeah. um, that's, that's where my license is. And they require like, I think it's 15 every year, or every two years or something. Yeah. Um, so, so they'll provide um, enough continuing education for you to meet, meet all your uh, you know requirements. Um, if you want anything more than that, then it would be on your own to, to go like take a course somewhere. Like I, I took a course in Athens last year um, that I thought was like super cool. And, and yeah. so I, you know, I paid for it. I flew out there. I stayed in a hotel. Like, um, I was able to, you know, take time off of work. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that, you know, as long as you have, there's like, you know, I was allowed to take a couple of days of like, yeah, I'll let you go, you know, take a CE course or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they do provide, um, CE on their own. Like at least in Europe, they, they'll host like a big, um, CE conference like once a year. Um, and so generally it's like a week long thing and, and they'll have a bunch of different speakers and cover just, you know, any imaginable amount of subjects that, that they have and there's like some hands-on stuff but it's mostly mostly lectures yeah um, and how many uh like dentists work with you where you are right now um my my clinic i think there's like 10 of us oh wow um, but like in the like army total i think there's like a thousand uh like dentists overall so yeah oh, it's, like, uh, yeah yeah and uh so what like um what like endo system like do you have like a lot of cool toys like where you're working like do they, i'm sure like you guys have like the latest stuff or uh have access um, to some of like cool stuff like do you have like uh like cad cam or like Sarek or um, yeah. like, a, like a microscope for endo like what kind of toys do you guys have so we we actually like are pretty outfitted pretty sick at our clinic yeah. right now um it wasn't always that way like when i first got there um I got here like three and a half years ago and it was set up for like surgery and like some simple fillings and like that was it. And now we have an Omnicam 
we have an in-lab like desktop scanner. Uh, we have two mills. We have um, we just got set up with like a, a wave one system for Endo. Yeah, um, nice. That was like it was a little difficult to get, but um, my friend had to like buy his own iPad to go along with the system. <laughs> but um, he he was cool with that, so, so yeah. we got that going. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a microscope, but we like might be able to get one soon. I'm not yeah. not really sure. There's there's a long ordering process that has yeah. to be done for uh, a lot of a lot of things. Um, I got a composite warmer. That was like the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've been using that too. It's nice. <laughs> it's like changed my life completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things in life. <laughs> yeah, it's just the little stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's cool, man. And then, um, so is it like, you have to, is it like you just work like Monday or Friday or you have to work, like is there on call or how's that schedule work out? Yeah, so so the, the way the call schedule works is like once a week, it changes changes providers um, and it's spaced evenly apart where you don't, you don't have to take it a lot. Um, but you, you have like an emergency phone and, um, they'll call you, uh, like the, the way it works, like the military police kind of like run stuff on nights and weekends. And so if people have problems, they'll call the, the MPs and then the MPs have the number to the call phone Yeah, and they'll tell us what's going on, give us the contact info. And then, um, we have to determine if it's like worth coming in for, or if it's like, just show up to the clinic, you know, like the next day that it's open. Yeah. Um, and most of the time it's just like, yeah, just come see us in the morning. Like, you know, we don't need to do you know, stuff right now. And then other times it's like, yeah, you know, come in right now. It's like two in the morning. It's like, we got to see you, you know, don't let this wait. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then do you have like, so is there a specialist there with you or if you have to refer, you have to like refer to like a local like specialist, like just working in Germany. Yeah. So, um, we have pretty much every available specialty that we can refer to. Um, there's like, you know, we have a surgeon, a periodontist, prosthodontist, endodontist. Um, we have orthodontists and um, there's pediatric dentists as well. Oh, um, over, overseas, especially like we'll, we'll sometimes see family members if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally the kids can go see the pediatric dentist if there's space available too. So yeah, it's kind of like we, so we're still able to like take care of everyone and that's awesome. Refer. And then if there's anything super specific, I mean, honestly, I can't we've never sent someone like to a German dentist mm-hmm. who's like active duty for anything. Cause we can take care of yeah. everything ourselves. So it's, yeah. it, it is really nice. And also like, I know you asked a question a while ago, but like, I don't like doing endo. So like if there's any mol- <laughs> molar endos, like I'll either like ask my friends if they want to do it or I'll just yeah. send it to end it on this guy. You're going to process now. So you don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so, awesome. So, um, how about like implants? Have you guys, did you get much experience like during your AGD doing that or, or since like you've been working over there in Germany or is that something that you want to like focus on like, um, during your process residency mostly? Yeah. So Im- implants are like the same as uh, sedation type stuff. So like yeah. some general dentists, um, get training at their training programs and then they're, you know, they're allowed to do it. I didn't get training at the program. So, uh, that's not something that like I could just show up and be like, Hey, let me do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be like, no, you're crazy. You've never done one before. <laughs> so, um, at this point, yeah, I'm just going to wait until I go to the residency before I, uh, before I learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I decide like, like I, I would be open to doing a, like a big course after the residency. Like if I decided like, I know there's dozens of different options for stuff, but yeah, um, like generally I, I'm kind of like, if I'm going to learn how to do it in a formal program, then I, I probably won't go and like pay for a course before that. Yeah. Um, so that, that being said, I did go to a, like 
aesthetics course in Greece. So <laughs> I can't, I can't quite say that, but was that good? Was it, what was that one called? Oh, dude, it's amazing. Um, what was it called? It was a uh, Tribune CME was the, um, was the, the name of the company. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was like advanced anterior aesthetics nice. or something like that. Um, there was, a uh, there were two, two prosthodontists and, um, a couple of general dentists that, that taught it. Um, Ed McLaren is one of them. He's, he teaches at UAB now yeah. in uh, Alabama. He's like a crazy good prosthodontist. There's a, um, a Greek prosthodontist, Dr. Pelicanos, he did it as well. Yeah. Um, and so it was all like minimally invasive, um, anterior ceramics. And, uh, they did like a crazy isolation course and like a crazy photography course. And so oh, that's so good. It's um, like, that's like useful, like skills. Have you been doing, uh, like, yeah. So this past year, like, obviously like since I, um, like started on Instagram, like doing, doing all that. And then like the podcast, um, yeah. like it's been cool. Cause I've been talking to like a lot of general dentists, like from around the world. Yeah. And, uh, I have this one buddy who works in uh, Dubai, and he's like a rubber dam, like everything. So yeah, um, his name's Omar and he's got like a nice like Instagram page. Like he's growing it pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of like shamed me into like starting to like rubber dam everything. <laughs> so like I've been since like, uh, it was like my new year's resolution, pretty much like my new year's yeah. dental resolution. I'm like, I'm going to rubber dam like every resto. And yeah. like, it's been like life changing, man. Like, um, it is. it really is like, it's, like it's clean. Like you're like focused on like what you're doing. You're not like retracting, you know, worry about like, mm-hmm. all this like tongue and like saliva and stuff. Um, and you can actually Your like take it just like sits there and just yeah. like instructions yeah. and there's nothing exactly. else to do. I, th- I don't know why like this, this is like rolled every time I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna rub it yeah. in. Like they roll their eyes, but I don't know why I'm like, it makes your job easier. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it literally, it only makes it easier. It, like yeah. once it's on at least getting, yeah. getting it rubber on. Like, yeah. It can be tricky sometimes. Uh, sometimes. but yeah, the photography thing too. Like I recently bought like a macro lens, got like a ring flash. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm still like working it out and like trying to incorporate it. It's like a little bit tedious to like, like put the rubber dam on like take a picture like prep it take a picture like yeah but you got like i think you got to do it if you want to <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah photography is like one of the things i so I started doing it yeah. about this time last year and it's like changed completely changed the way that i i view dentistry and, and practice as well um and, and same with like rubber dams like those yeah. those two together probably changed the way that i do dentistry yeah like the most out of at least since doing the residency program like it's changed changed me the most by far yeah. And what's your, like, um, how do you like, uh, incorporate photography into like your workflow? Like, do you just do it for like new patient exams or are you doing like clinical photos, like as you're working or like, how do you normally like incorporate that? Sure. So generally, like, I don't, I don't take my camera with me every day. Um, if I'm doing, uh, anything in the interior that that's, you know, easy to take photos of, um, then I'll, then I'll take photos of, of stuff like that. Like if I had, like I've had a couple anterior crown or like veneer cases that I'm like, Hey, I want to, you know, document this and show before and afters and patients are always cool with it. They like seeing the pictures. And, um, I, I use it a lot for like critiquing my own work, which is the main reason that I, I do it. Is yeah, I just, that's the best you learn so much. Like I've, I've been like, I'm, I'm a big lurker on Instagram. And so I follow like, you know, hundreds of pages and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't really like posting very much. I just like looking at other people's stuff. And so I'll see it and I'll just be like, man, like that's amazing. Sometimes I'll see stuff and say, I think I can do that. And then I'll try to, you know, as best I can relate it to what I'm doing or incorporate it into my work. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll, you know, take photos to document it. I'll just like come home and stare at my computer for like, you know, hours and just like, <laughs> how could I have done this better? Like, yeah. I'll be thinking to myself, like, how am I going to, you know, deliver the case? And, um, and then, you know, even for simple restorative stuff, like I'll, I'll sometimes take pictures. I don't do it very much just cause like you said, it's a big hassle. Yeah. 
And that's pretty cool, man. I love that. Like, uh, I think it's changed a lot. Like when I first started working like this path, like, uh, so I graduated, uh, you know, I went to university in Melbourne, uh, Australia. And so I came like I'm from Toronto. So I came back to Toronto and, um, you know, like student loans and like, all this stuff. Like I was like really like worried about the money side of things. I'm like, so every day I'd be like, Oh, how much did I like produce? How much did I this and that? Yeah. And like, I'd be upset. Like if I want cancels, I'm like, Oh man, like my production. And like, I was like, not happy. Like for the first like six months, like, like my mentality was like that. Yeah. And then for like the past six months, like I've changed it to like, okay, let me just like perfect the craft side of things. Like the money, like whatever, like I'm making good money. Like I'm not like starving or anything. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like things are okay. So, uh, for the past six months I've been doing that. Like I said, I started rubber damming and like, I'm just like so much happier, like enjoying the work much more and like yeah, trying to get sure. better that way. Like I, I think for like with new grads too, like that's like the way you got to do it. Like the money side of things, you can't be like stressed day in, day out. Like, Oh, how much am I producing? How much am I collecting? Like this and that, like clinical mastery. I think like, is that what, that's what we're like, we're pursuing right now. So like, and that's like the way yeah, you happy and like enjoy it. Yeah. I've, I've totally had like a similar experience to that. So the first couple of years, like when I got out of my AGD, I was doing surgery, like surgery was like enough to, to motivate me to, to go to work and, you know, do, do my best and everything. And after a while, like I kind of just got tired and bored and I was just like, I didn't have something that I was working towards or, or looking forward to doing. And yeah. I was kind of just like, I had like maybe two years where I would just show up and, and do my job. And, and then, you know, I would, I would go home and I, I would have friends like I had one friend in particular and, and uh, like all he would do is just talk to me about dentistry and stuff. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. But like, you know, when I go home, like I don't want to think about dentistry or anything. And yeah. This was before I, I was like following the Instagram dentist people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, after a while, like I started like seeing all these people post and I was like, that's like so fake. Like there's no way people <laughs> can do that. And then yeah. after a while it turned into like, Oh my gosh, like these people are so insanely good. And then yeah. I was like, well, like, why can't I try at least try to do that? I'm yeah. obviously not saying I can, but I was just like, what's stopping me from trying to be that good. And then over time, like I, so I started using some rubber dam. I started, uh, you know, trying to do more with the time I had or trying to do like, you know, significantly better. Like they book us for like 60 minute, um, restorative appointments. And so it's yeah. like, if I have an occlusal, I could probably do it in like maybe 20 minutes. And then, yeah. And then I have like 40 minutes. So it's like, I could either go 40 minutes and just like sit in my office or I could spend an extra like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, like trying to make it look really nice and like yeah. really like anatomical or like really aesthetic. Um, and then that turned into like, I got, you know, quick enough at that where I was like, well, maybe I can like add an extra tooth to it and then I can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, you know, how, how much can I do in like a 60 minute appointment that looks like, you know, Good, what, yeah. I, what I would be like very happy with. Yeah. So now I'm trying to do like two or three teeth or something like that. And, you yeah. know, That's but, cool. but that like motivation to like, try to like challenge myself and like always do better than the last one. And, yeah. and that, that gave me like so much motivation to like, so nuts. Like I show up to work and I'm like, I'm ready to like kill it today. I'm ready to like, you know, do all this like crazy stuff. And yeah, it's cool, man. Cause you guys like, uh, like I'm pretty hard on myself too, like in terms of like my standards. So like, uh, so I had this patient last week and I did like a couple of interior restaurants on them. Um, and I was like the whole week I was like, man, I, I did like pretty bad job. I think I wasn't like happy with it and stuff. Yeah. And then like, she came back, uh, like yesterday to like do some other fillings. And I had a look, I'm like, man, that looks really good. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to like toot my own horn, but like, I was like, I was like so hard on myself, like no reason. Like it looked actually like pretty good. Uh, yeah. but I think it's nice, man. Cause if, if you're always like trying to get better and like trying new things and like, it makes work playing, right? Like you go to work and like play around, like you're like, okay, yeah, totally. so you're not just like 
turning your mind off and like doing class twos all day because you can do that in your sleep at this point probably but like yeah. if you actually want to make it look nice and make sure you have like nice rounded like marginal ridge and everything like it just it just makes the job more enjoyable so um that's awesome man thanks a lot for uh for coming on um i wish you all the best in your residency i know you got that coming up in a probably a year or so um yeah. so we'll see if uh, maybe once you start your residency you can start like a little <laughs> Yeah, Instagram page and <laughs> um, post all your lab work and like everything that you're doing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So all the best. Thanks, thanks a lot for coming on, and and uh, we'll stay in touch, and hopefully we'll do another episode soon. All right, thanks for having me, man. Take care. Take care.